this uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue, Blue podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host Brandon, Joe, and my host Nick and Dan. And gentlemen, before I forget, like last time, this is the Southampton match review in the Carabao Cup or League Cup if you are a traditionalist. Uh, Dan, 4.30 a.m. kickoff. Nope, nope. Actually, somehow more inconvenient for you than that. <laughs> Look, midday on a Tuesday during the on last Tuesday. quarter of the year <laughs> is never a good time for a match. And if you are going to take a little time away, Nick, to make this match happen in your schedule, you kind of hope for something just a little spicier than what we got today. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably am speaking for everyone when I say... Carabao Cup, man, my favorite tournament, you know, um, it is, uh, I just, I just love it so much that, you know, I was really happy that I couldn't break away <laughs> during, during the day to really get this one. So did watch a little on replay and, uh, I think, I think we're good to go now. We should be all right. Yeah. I think if we're all being honest, if you were busy at work and you're trying to justify it in your mind to not work, to watch that, after about 15 minutes, I think you're like, yeah, you know what? This one Ooh. isn't the one. I'm going to save that card for later. Save it I, for a Champions League Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But nonetheless, we're going to we're gonna review it. It's going to be uh, a little, I think, looser, a little bit more of a riff and just kind of, you know, be honest about this one. You know, if you're going to try to hype this one up and, you know, I'm going to clickbait the shit out of the title saying Chelsea <laughs> win the most important match of the season. It just ain't happening today. We're going to be real, but that's our promise. We're... We're going to be honest with everyone and where we're at and how we look at things. So in this one, obviously, we're going to break down change of Palooza, Tuchel's forced question mark changes. Uh, then we're going to look at the fringe into favor. Uh, player stocks impacted by tonight's performances. Mason Mount, my God, you are no longer taking penalties. And then <laughs> the last one, we'll talk about mission shootout and breaking down the best and worst of the pens. I'm sorry, did I say Mason Mount too early? My bad. Uh, Three-word match reviews, Dan, to kick it off. And not to spoil anything, but Nick is still <laughs> unable to control himself at what he has claimed to be his most favorite ever three-word match preview. It's one of my it's one of my most favorite ever. It's probably in my top five. He is tickled pink at the moment. Tom Norwood with the Saul close yet Saul far with hyphens. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. We're okay. stretching you know it now. I saw this in the Discord. Okay. Come you on. guys thought this was funny. Tom, no. He's literally dying because of it. Did you hear him just then? Literally dying. The five-word match review <laughs> over here. I was drinking water, and I couldn't contain it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyway, Eli with Reese's Halloween pieces. Habercat with the small bone keeps rising. <laughs> Come on. How good is that? How good is small bone keeps rising? Ridiculously All good. Right. Well, anyway, Kate also had Keppa keeps composure. Claire with the penalties? No problem. Chris with the... Carabao Cup clencher, Craig with the B team squeaker, and Tana with the that was rough. Hmm. Which is absolutely was. Yep. Uh, and that's why I said already moved on. That is my three word match review. Next, run it. Dan, what about you? I had same kind of vibe, my friend. Yeah, it was wrote, thank you next. Let's get going on to the next match. Wrote mine first. Got it. Nick, you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. cool stuff, guys. I missed one. You, you guys are. You guys are squabbling bicker over here. Um, thinnest of margins. That's mine. Thinnest of margins. 
All right. Well, before we jump into uh, whatever we're going to jump into, we do have some thank yous, Dan, because we have more five-star Apple podcast reviews. Let's go. They just keep on coming. And we do have a rock star this week who will get the shout-out at the very end of this grouping. But Sachi921 from the U.S., Alex from Dubai, from France, uh, who also said that Brandon would know him, Um, Amar J. from the U.S., and then Brent... Two reviews, one from the aunt's phone and one from the cousin's phone. <laughs> what, what a just, pro move here! What like just, this? Well just done. an unbelievable well done. performance. Come on, Brent, let's go. It's like uh, you know four or five man the match back to back performances. Just doing the Lord's work. Really appreciate. It. But anyway, leave a wonderful review on Apple Podcasts and give us five star love, and we will uh, shoot you up and uh, hit you back in the next match. Shout out to Alex, fellow fitness junkie, living it up over in Dubai. Can't wait to go visit him and her boy, Abdullah. That'd be fun. Anyways, Mm. uh, this was Southampton this past Tuesday, the 26th of October in the League Cup at Stamford Bridge. In case you missed it, Chelsea won, Southampton won. Uh, But we won 4-3 on penalties. Um, Goals coming from Kai Averts and Shea Adams. Pretty close together as well. Uh, 44th and 47th minute split in halftime. Uh, no highlights from the fifth stand. It's cup game, yada, yada. But we do have Dan's broadcast voice to bring you the lineup. <laughs> well, it was Keppa, Aretha Blaga between the sticks, Reese James, Trevor Chalaba, and Sar in the back Sar. three. You had <laughs> Callum Hudson, Adoy, Mateo Kovacic, Saul, and Marcus Alonso, Captain Marcus Alonso as your midfield four. And then it was an attacking three of Hakim Ziyech, Ross Barkley, and Kai Havertz, who started the match. Plenty of unused substitutes, including Antonio Ruger, Jorginho, Thiago Silva, Marcus Bettinelli, Teddy Sherman Lowe, and then Harvey James Vale. Two wonderful academy players getting their first seats on the bench for one of our first team matches so credit to them for that amazing amazing opportunity and then mason mount and ben chowell the two used subs in this match yeah look if you're not listening to the uh, youth updates with phil and i we've talked about teddy sherman low and harvey james vale who is just blasting the goals in for the academy mm-hmm. uh anyway stats wise chelsea with 23 shots 14 on target that's two games in a row high shots high shots on target uh, Southampton, though, to be fair, had 15 shots, seven on target. We had 63% possession. We had uh, 14 fouls to their 18. We somehow, though, had no cautions to their three. Uh, nobody sent off. We had no offsides to their four, 10 corners to their nine. Uh, meaty, meaty affair. Look, no XG, no random stat, no NVPET shithouse mode in the match. Just straight malaise. I actually missed Jonathan Kidd's two-minute two-minute fan bite. I can't wait to hear what he had to say after this one because there wasn't much to bite on. Uh, But Nick, I've talked a lot. Is there anything you want to touch on from lineup stats to not an XG? Yeah, I mean, we have so many matches at this point in the season that you are going to see a lot of rotation. Uh, Obviously, up front is where we probably don't have the most availability to have rotation, which is why you saw Callum Hudson-Odoi play right wing instead of his favorite left uh, left wing or left that forward. That dream died early. Hey, the Ben Chibble sub made it come back to life. Can, can we just, guys, holy shit, the overreaction of, oh, he's not playing his favorite position. It's a fucking rotation thing. Guy. Like, what are we doing? Like, why are we yelling? 
Do you want Antonio Rudiger to get fucking hurt playing this match? No. So shut up. I'm Does like, Aspie hurt? Yes. I was kind of surprised to not see him. Yeah. I mean, um, that's we had, like we the had first injuries. part of the next section. Yeah. Why are you jumping ahead? You're all over the place. I, I just, it, all it, over the place. It really irked me. There's just like this overreaction to like, oh, he's not playing his favorite position. Like, I want to see him there too. But if we are, we have these like rotation issues, it is what it is. Like, I just, ah, it just drives me nuts. But yeah, whatever. Let's see. Callum or Barkley at right back. Hmm. All right. We hmm. got that one figured out. <laughs> so you imagine like Tiago Silva playing out there? Yeah. Uh, Paul Schools could. Anyways, hey, we're going to take our ad break when we get back, uh, jump right into the change of Palooza and the uh, the lineup changes that Tuchel had potentially forced on him. So thanks to sponsors for supporting the show. We'll be right back. All right. Well, on our way back, just a shout out to the Patreon. Uh, it's been a little bit quiet. I haven't been able to send any of my welcome messages. Would love to welcome you into the group if you uh, feel so compelled to do so. Uh, obviously the rest of the week, we're going to have more podcasts. I know we're playing Newcastle at the weekend. Uh, we'll see what else we can squeeze in. So, uh, appreciate you staying sub, but the first one up change of Palooza force changes and the impact that it had. So Thomas Tuchel post-match said Aspie injured his shoulder. Let's see. We hope he will be fit. He is a tough guy. Maybe he will be fit Saturday. Ruben has a pain in his hip in his joint. Andreas had surgery and should be fine to train third. What? Surgery? This was the tooth. teeth thing. Yeah. But it he sounds more had, dramatic this way. Teeth. Yeah. He might have he might have had a root canal or something. We don't know. But yeah, I mean, when when you look at the lineup, this now makes a hell of a lot more sense, huh? Like, I just guys, Cal's gonna get a play up front again. I promise. Like th- this was. This was the variable grab bag of which players do we not want to get injured in a match that, let's be honest, doesn't seriously matter to our season in any like big way. Like we talked at the beginning of the season about our targets. I think we expect that we can challenge for this cup. If we don't win the Carabao Cup, is it going to completely derail our season? No. So let's be pragmatic right now. Like this is what's going on. I don't think that in any preseason formation that we saw the back three of Reese James, Trev Chalaba, and Malang Sar. Okay, I don't think that would be Tuchel's preferred option back there. So, I don't know. Like, yes, rotation cup is the name of the game when it comes to stand. When you look at this lineup, I think Chalaba is out of position. Hudson Adoy is not out of position, just not in preferred preferred position. But I mean, look, you had Kovacic and Sewell in the midfield, right? You had Ziyech and Barkley behind Havertz. We knew Havertz was going to play up top just kind of by default. But like Alonso coming in makes sense. Sar coming in makes sense. Kovacic retaining his place. Again, you find out that Ruben's hurt. Conte, they're still nursing. And Jorginho, they probably just felt like, well, I'm honestly not going to waste him for this match. Like to have this kind of ragtag group in the sense that they haven't really played together a lot. Saar on low minutes, Shalab on low minutes, Sol on low minutes, Barkley on low minutes. Like, I, this makes sense to me. When I saw the lineup, whether or not it was leaked to us beforehand, whenever I saw it, was it? I, I, I wasn't worried about it. I, you know, I kind of looked at it and said, great, minutes for guys, win or lose, I'm still going to be fine. This isn't going to affect. Hey, Trent Krim from the independent. Why don't you just, why don't, <laughs> you, got fired. Why don't you just chill out, man? Jeez. Woo. All right. So what I would say is 
Tuchel is going to have a few games like this this season where we are going to stitch together a lineup and we are just going to fold our hands together and pray that the good luck gods shine down on us with favor and that we string together a good enough performance to achieve the result that this team is typically capable of. And that was today. It was a day where we didn't have many of the players that you would align to be first team starters or starters in their position and you ended up advancing so what's the problem the problem is the fact that people look at the lineup and look at this like in a very chronological order of like processing the events which is when we do the podcast it's very interesting right because you're thinking about it from the holistic view of oh there's a match here was the result and then here's the timeline of activity that leads into it nick versus the I'm reacting to everything that's happening. And so to me, like this will not be the last time this season that we do something like this and we hope for the best. So, you know, Tuchel one, fate zero today. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Yeah, again, not not a lot of concern and complaints based on things. But if you do want to assess the players that are out there, Nick, right, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's a lot of caveats, I think, because of the lineups out there. Uh, RJ asking us, um, what did you make of our fill-in players? Mainly Saul, Barkley, Sar, Ziesh, Keppa. I mean, maybe you just want to start at the top of Saul. Like, meh. I mean, better in the second half than in the first half, for sure. Um, looks really scrambled defensively. Like, does not does not know his position defensively at all. And it forced Kovacic to do so much covering today. I mean, Kovacic was an animal um, covering for, for all of the weird positioning and counterattacks that were happening. Uh, if we're, if we're honest, I mean, Saul could have had a pretty easy hat trick today, a couple of really good saves from Forster uh, who of course, <laughs> comes out of nowhere and plays the absolute game of his life against it Chelsea. Like he was Schmeichel versus uh, Forster. Like, what the hell, man? Oh my god, it's just so funny. Like Brandon's goalkeeper curse against us remains uh, throughout the years. Uh, one of my favorite things that can possibly happen to Chelsea. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Saul's okay. I mean, if you look at the second half, he actually did get into some pretty good attacking areas, and I think. His low-driven shot from outside of the box on that set piece was probably his best moment of the match for me because I think it showed that he does have the ability to score from midfield, which is something that you know we don't typically uh, showcase in a game. But, I mean, I don't know if it's enough to make up for his troubles defensively. I mean, e- you know, even comparing him to Ruben, Dan, over the last uh, couple of times we've seen Ruben play, I think Ruben's been a lot more assured in his position and has been playing passes that are uh, finding their targets more frequently than, than what we saw from Saul today. And so I don't think it really changes Saul's position in the team unless there's a big injury, frankly. Well, you, you look at the lineup for this Southampton team. So we've talked about our lineup. You know, let's also talk about their lineup too. There were plenty of players who are not starters for Southampton who also played in their match. Like they, This was not the same team that we beat in the Premier League. This was also a little bit of Southampton, you know, B-plus maybe, if you want to shade it that way. You know, mm-hmm. Lievermento wasn't in to start the game. Um, you know, uh, Redmond wasn't in right away. So, like, they rotated as well. 
and Saul struggled, which is not something you would hope to see if he's trying to work himself up that pecking order. That's firmly Jorginho, Conte, Kovacic is your main three, and you're looking to fill one spot with either Ruben or Saul. And, you know, Ruben, barring any injury, is still shading ahead of him at the moment. But again, you know, he... He looked better the the back half, Brandon, but it's also when Southampton were willing to sit a little bit further back, try to break on a counter, and also giving us a little more space than the first part of the second half where they were relentless and created a lot of the opportunities where it looked like the tide was going to shift. Yeah, I think, you know, Saul, Barkley, uh, Sar. I don't think they hurt themselves, right? Like... They did a good fill-in job. Are we pushing for them to be in the starting lineup? No, but we've seen those performances. We've seen Barkley, gra- or I'm sorry, Ruben grab a game, and we're like, shit, he needs minutes. We've seen players come into the fold, like even Chalaba in the beginning of the season, like, damn, he he should play. I think you just look at these guys and say, hey, good depth, did a job. Like, you didn't hurt your chances by any means. But then you get to like Keppa, and I'd say he's improved his chances again, although he has no chance whatsoever to get any additional minutes outside of cups. Uh, essentially, if Mendy is healthy, he will play if it has any type of meaning outside of the Carabao Cup. But then I come to Ziesh. Oh, Hakim Ziesh. Hurt his chances. Like, what are we doing? As my friend Nick Verlini would like to say, what are, what we, are doing? we doing? <laughs> it hasn't clicked. I'll give you moments. I'll give you glimpses. The run in the Champions League last year. But we haven't even seen like a sniff of that this season. And with Christian coming back, with the guys coming back from injuries, Ziyech's opportunity to make an impact, are, those opportunities are waning very quickly. And I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of them the rest of the season. I mean, like, far be it from me to like... I don't want to just overestimate the power of one Carabao Cup match, but I, I think your point is that this has been going on longer than just this match, right? I mean, this is a guy who has consistently struggled, you know, bar bar a run at the end and then preseason during the summer to, to really fit into this team. He doesn't look like he understands the flow of the attack, and to be fair, I don't know what the flow of the attack today was for most of the game. I mean, it was a difficult one. Southampton do get up uh, into you, and and they do press you. And so I think the team was pretty uncomfortable offensively today. But even then, like losing possession way too easily, misplaced passes, stuff that is, for a guy that is as talented as he is, I should say, uh, is just not, is not up to snuff, not up to par. And, uh, I mean, I think... Uh, Dan, to me, Tuchel had laid the the marker down for Cal last week, right? Which is like, cool, you can do it against Norwich. I could do it against Norwich, <laughs> you know? But then at, at the same point, it's more about the consistency and, you know, doing it time and time and time again. And I just don't, I don't see it for, for Ziyech. I mean, I, I think it would have to take some significant, injury to our to our front which is currently the case for him to see consistent starter minutes this season but you don't want pity minutes you want him to earn the minutes dan you want him to be like pushing because he's producing you don't need to stoke a flame or create a story here trent cream i got it for you i'm not like, stoking a flame i'm just, it's just you're the, the one who wrote Z-ash in the script 
Yeesh. Yeesh. Because it was bad. It was a bad out. Out. Like, yes, he got the assist, but that was really down to some terrible, terrible set-piece defending. And Kai just sailing into the sky. The amount of height and the kind of direction of that header was pretty sublime. Um, I mean, Ziyech got an assist. Yes, it's great. It's good to see him get some of those. Uh, those have not necessarily been in massive supply since he joined Chelsea. He had four all of last season and has one so far this season now. Um, I just don't think it's a, it's a fit. The way that he plays is a little slower than maybe the, the way that we've started to see this team clicking, playing at speed, playing with velocity, playing quick passes, you know, his desire to kind of pull it forward kind of cut back and then try an in-swinger, you know, it, it's, it would work with like Christian, like doing the runs in the back or Timo doing the runs in the back, but that's just also not how I foresee us kind of necessarily playing with the, you know, the center backs are getting more involved. The wing backs are getting more involved and people are hustling up and down the pitch. And that's just not his style of play, Nick. And I think that that's to me where, you know, if he's looking at, you know, where his minutes are going to come from this season, I think it's either through multiple injuries or potentially a, a, another draw with a maybe a lower league team in the next round where he gets gets a 90. Really? The, the multi-year, multi-player of the year winner of Ajax is now hoping we play Grimsby Town again so he can play? It just it, it just doesn't add up. And I think that Chelsea are going to have to evaluate that in the season because it's highly competitive out there. Again, he, he could very well hypothetically leave Chelsea and go on to be very successful in another league for whatever reason, just not clicking. And it, and it no. sucks to see that because again, his left foot is an absolute weapon. We just haven't found a way to unlock that for him. Unfortunately, um, I, I don't, I, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of the gist it, it, overall. Um, I thought the goal Kepa gave up was, it was a little soft in the sense that it just went right through his legs. Uh, and it was obviously just nice easy tapping for, for Adams. Uh, I thought overall he played well, especially when you get in the penalty shootout. But it, if we are going to be hard on Ziyech, I would say that the goal Kepa gave up, he's going to be really frustrated that that's what went in. I mean, they hit it right at him. He didn't have a lot of time to react, but it just uh, squeaked through. Saul and, and, and Saar both contributed significantly to that as well. And I think this is where I would give Keppa a little bit of a let off, even though I did tweet Wolf Keppa earlier, like the way he played in, uh, in, in the penalty shootout. And I think the confidence, like when they're in the, in the team huddle, Brandon passed this back to you. When they're in the team puddle, everyone was ginning him up, like you know, right before penalties. And I was like, dude, this is this is a good sign to me that like no one's lost faith in him, you know, after after a mistake. Obviously, I'm sure he wants it back. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I watched the replay and clearly Sar and and Sewell made a hash of that, and then he didn't do a very good job either, frankly. But the fact that like Jorginho was first over to him, like patting him on the back, ginning him up, and like pumping him up, I think was a really really good sign for for him and, and his role on the team um uh, so i'm laughing because they going into a penalty shootout you've never been more popular on a team as a goalkeeper <laughs> <laughs> everybody needs you they're like hey 
I know what I said about you yesterday. I just need you to save one and I'll take it all back. You're like the one time that a goalkeeper is like everyone's hero is a penalty shootout. And it's beforehand. Afterwards, you never know. It's 50-50. But yeah, man, going up, he's getting like some back rubs. He's getting pats on the ass. You're like, hey, man. Like, we would rather have no one else than you out there, Kappa. You got this, man. And then they all look back at Mendy in the stands being like, you're the one, man. Don't worry. We just need him. We just need him for this. So, But it was good to see him get involved, you know, uh, made saves. Uh, <laughs> By the way, it's his third It's his third penalty shootout in a row where he saved penalties. Uh, yes. I mean, like, that. that's not nothing, man. Like, <laughs> you know, we'll get to the stat later. Um, but, I mean, this is... It's a big thing for him to be reliable in this type of situation. Oh, well, especially because we know that Tuchel has no confidence in Mendy in penalty shootouts, right? We talked about how Willie Caballero was going to go in, potentially ended up not needing him in the Champions League final, thankfully. Um, and so it shows that Kepa knows he has that specialty role as well. I'm sorry. I had to stop. I was laughing because I remembered there was their fourth penalty that just fucking skied it. <laughs> Small booted, bone keeps rising. Booted it out of the stadium. Oh my god, that thing! <laughs> now so, I could do that. It's so bad. I don't know, man. The amount of lift in that thing. <laughs> you can't get the height, Nick. Holy my, shit! My that was like that's the equivalent of like when a when a DB celebrates and does like the incomplete thing after the quarterback airmails it fifty yards out of bounds. The DB's like, no, they ain't coming around me. Like Kepa got up, was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You celebrate that like you're the one who punched it over the crossbar. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he was he was doing the whole like, I'm gonna walk up as close as fucking possible to these guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna like get in their faces. Like his his swag level in shootouts right now is you know, it's like nine thousand. It is fantastic. I was gonna say I wanted to I do wanna like officially talk about the shootout formally. Um you know, it, it all starts in the beginning. You guys talk about Kappa too, right? Um, whoever their first shooter was, uh, Armstrong. Armstrong. Kappa's like, yeah, I'll take the ball. Thank you. Yeah, no, I just need to touch it a little bit and, you know, spit on it and then throw it back yeah. at you. Just fuckery, you know, is, just playing with the Is this the, the same ball that we were using the entire time? I'm not he, sure. He bounces just, it. Is it inflated yeah. or is this, this, is this regulation? regulation size? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, it starts there, right? And uh, Barry's the first one. Theo misses. I, did he get a fingertip to it to push on the yeah, post? Yeah, he, he saved that hey, one. Well yeah. done. Well, well done to that six-foot goalkeeper. Um, here comes the hate. Uh, anyways. Uh, then, you know, you've got Mason missed and Dan, this is where my heart just kind of broke. I was like, damn it. Another like average ass penalty to be fair. Frazier force with a super strong, big top paw to, to claw it out of the way, but it's still, he didn't put it in the corner whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, this, this is the whole, like, I, I think if we're ranking the penalty shots today, Mason clearly, cause he was the only one who missed would go lowest. And I think it's like four out of the last six he actually hasn't converted. Um, so just in general, like, you know, if you think about like the ranking, it's actually interesting that like Havertz, right, who has a pretty strong penalty record and was still on the pitch could have been an option here. Um, and I was kind of surprised that he wasn't, you know, one of those individuals in in the roster here. Yeah. You'd assume an attacker would be there, Nick, but uh, he was not. Instead, uh, remember when my three-word match for you was no, no attacker FC or whatever it was after the last one? 
Yeah, Reese James, Ben Chilwell, Marcus Alonso, defenders leading the charge in attack, Nick. That is classic team right now. Alonso buried it. Chilwell buried it. Um, I was super thrilled to see those left footer specialists uh, going toe to toe. I mean, I had no worries about this. Like, I have no worries about us taking penalties. I, I think every every person that went up there, I was like, yep, you're probably going to nail it. Yep, you're you're good. And the one I have the most confidence in is Reese <laughs> because Reese goes up there like he owns the fucking place. Like, oh, penalty? Yeah, I mean, he, he turned around and gave a cheeky grin before he got up there. I mean, like, hey, I was just like, the, the cojones on this guy. Like, I mean... Absolute sauce. And then, you know, it's a casual. He, he barely walked up to it, just kind of kicked it laissez faire, and then just was like, yep, that's me. And we're good. We're out of here. Uh, Callum's, yeah. uh, Callum's little run run up was kind of naughty, too. Like, he's yeah. got a good little approach to it, too. I, <laughs> I, I, I saw the, did you see the tweet, Dan, where it's like, on the, on the TV, they showed that he was like given like a look at the goalkeeper, and someone was like, Callum was looking at Tuchel because he knew if he missed it, he has more right wing shifts for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just going to go from 250 to 300. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, all in all, uh, tidy business from the Pens. I mean, look, you missed number two, uh, but we buried three, four, five. So, you know, at that point, the confidence level of the team. And think Reese, young, Chilwell, young, Hudson Joy, young, Mount, young, Alonzo, compared to them, pretty damn old. But still, you know, one vet, four. You captain Alonzo to you, fair. sir. Very fair. Um, I mean, the fact that he went there and took that coin toss like an absolute boss uh, <laughs> is, was impressive. So, uh, all right, Dan of the match versus Southampton. You wrote, We advance, period. I run a poll, period. You vote and/or tell me my selections are wrong, period. Let's go, exclamation mark. You read it so dramatically. I felt like I was there typing it all over again. Uh, I included Keppa, Havertz, Reese James, and Hudson Adoy. I think Chalba could have been in there as well, too. But, you know, my justification for these sometimes is just there's usually one clear winner and like that person's going to dominate. So like, why, why do we fret over who's like second, you know, third or fourth choice? I get that's a poll, but. For choice, rarely lo- rarely wins one of these. Um, it's, just, it's just kind of fun to like hang that over you, honestly. That's yeah, that's it's really it. Anyway, fifty three percent said Keppa. Uh, I actually was I thought Reese James was going to come in second, so that was a surprise. But Havertz with twenty four percent, Reese James and his ice cold penalty at sixteen percent, and then Hudson Adoy at eight percent. Boy, this is a this is a recency bias Dan uh, of the match right here. I thought. I thought Chalaba was far away the man of the match for me. Like, far and away the man of the match. But it was great. And by the way, you want to talk about that kid? I mean, has not put a foot fucking wrong all year. Has had a couple of dodgy moments, a couple of shithouse moments. We call that a regular Rudiger shift these days. But, like, what what an absolute unbelievable find for, for this team and this squad, that dude is absolutely on it playing an unbelievable amount of football right now for where we thought he would ever play for Chelsea and is being trusted now to be our sweeper in a back three to handle some really difficult moments at the end to, to mark some, you know, really physical players. Armstrong's a physical player and, and I had to mark him a lot today. 
I just, I'm so, so, so proud of him. And I know it's like weird for me, a non-athlete to say I'm proud of of an athlete, but like, man, I'm just so pumped for Trev, man. So pumped. No, I I think that's as you should be, you know, he came into preseason being like, here we go, lone train departing the station. And it didn't. And he has showed up. And to your point, I think, like I said, struggled a little bit um, in one match earlier this season, but the whole back line did. But we still got the result. I think it might have been against Southampton, too. Uh, anyways, um, and continuing to play. And we're all like, oh, man, but he's got Aspie. He's got Reese. He's got Christensen. Like all these people in front of him. And he's still finding ways to get in, uh, which is is great to see. Uh, if we look ahead in the competition, uh, so we won. Arsenal beat Leeds. Uh, Sunderland beat QPR in penalties. Um, and those are three matches today. Stoke Brentford, uh, City versus West Ham, uh, Leicester versus Brighton, Burnley, Tottenham, Preston, Liverpool are all the matches on the day you're hearing this, um, which really doesn't mean anything to us whatsoever. And Dan, why is the draw when it is? Oh, it's this Saturday at 10 30 AM UK time. Yeah. Dan, tell us. Was that f- another four thirty a.m. draw for you? Damn. Yeah, I'm not waking up for that. <laughs> that's not. That's Wait, not that's happening. like two thirty a.m. for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I'll be up late. Maybe that's the scenario. I'll be up late and uh, casually just you know take a look at what's happening at uh, Carabao Cup after dark, as it were. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. We gotta- uh, I mean, look, I I think let's. I imagine Brentford wins. I imagine City wins. The West Ham. Could be very challenging for them, but I kind of like the idea of West Ham or uh, City having to play more games. That's just kind of Liverpool probably wins. Um, Yes. You could get a crazy result with Burnley and Tottenham. Burnley scored a couple goals last match. Looked pretty good. I Um, like Leicester Brighton. Yeah, I feel like that one is a penalty game. I feel like that one's going to go to Pens. So I think you get and then you hope that maybe in the next round... I mean, they're all top Premier League sides. So, I mean, you could maybe hope to get Sunderland. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's best case scenario. You hope for, uh, and I saw this on Twitter, I think Silves, Dan Silves posted something like this. You hope for a large away allocation so a lot of people can go have an away day. That's all you care about. So yeah. if it's Arsenal, sure, let's go beat them. If it's Leicester, great. If it's City, whatever, you know, I mean... I'm sure they'll throw the hardest team remaining at us because of reasons. Um, It'd be funny if City hit Liverpool right away. That would be a delight, wouldn't it? City are going to get Sunderland. Like, they're going to advance against Sunderland. They always get, in this round, the weakest competition. They always get a lower league competitor. Look, West Ham could be up for it. You know, they're on a good little run. Um, It's funny, you know, it's City's kind of won this one quite a bit recently, so we all laugh and call it the, the Man City Cup in that sense, but... Uh, you know, West Ham, I think, could be pri- primed to uh, try to take a run at them. So uh, I wouldn't look too far ahead of that one. Hopefully we get an upset tomorrow. But anyways, look, that's Carabao Cup. All right. Happy Tuesday. Hope you uh, didn't sacrifice too much of your personal or work life for this one. Um, but we got to see more minutes for players we don't always see. And we walked away with the result. And I think at the end of the day, how we broke it down was more players on the fringe showed positive signs then regression all right and ziesh is the only one that we kind of circled and said yep what are we going to do so i think all in all it's a good day out so 
Uh, we'll be back. What with uh, preview on Friday? Is that what's up? Is that what's next, Dan? That's uh, that's what's going on. You know, we cool. got to talk about our match versus the other cash-rich club in England, Newcastle. Yep, relegation zone, Newcastle. That would just be the most wonderful story. I would absolutely like. Yeah, it's great that like Newcastle's getting bought and they're getting all this money, but like it would just be the worst type of events for them to go down to. Wild. Absolutely wild. It'd be just awful, wouldn't it? Boy. And I would just like to wrap by saying uh, that we did not harass you, Nick. Welcome back. No. Hi. I, uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm back. Um, I had, I had quite the weekend. Um, I'm sure as, as Dan regaled the the community on, um, saw Dan twice this weekend. He set the bar really low and said, no one died. No, we all had a great time. I, no look, one died. No one got arrested. Dan, Dan did come in real solid with some, some clutch recos, uh, for, for the bachelor party. So, you know, that plus my excellent planning, I think we had a great time. And, uh, you know, uh, it took me a full two days to not be hung over. So that's how, you know, it was good. <laughs> All right, we appreciate it. It'll be back Friday. But anyways, that's going to wrap us up, Chelsea fans. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Again, jump on the Discord server if you're looking for a community. Best fans around. But until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.